There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery is a new age beverage company revolutionising the way we look at having a night out with friends. They make sophisticated, non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. Now you can enjoy a good time, love what you drink and love yourself the next day too. Stay high in spirits, keep a clear mind. Cheers to Monday. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today, back in the Zoom room, I'm here this time with Amy Armstrong. Hey Amy, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Danny? I'm great. I've just been down in your neck of the woods. You're at Port Ferry. I was down at Lawn, not far, well, sort of far from you, closer oh, than Pretty Byron. close. When you yeah. live in the country, it's close. <laughs> Let's just delve straight in. I want to share about all the exciting stuff that you're doing. So, but firstly, tell me a little bit about your journey with alcohol and how long you've been alcohol-free for. Uh, so I've been alcohol-free since the June long weekend of last year, 2020. Yeah, well done. Uh, Yes, thank you. So that's 10 months now. So I'm very excited to reach my one-year milestone. I had just reached a point where I was so sick of myself, sick of what was happening in my life because of how much I was drinking and, and how I was drinking. And I'd sort of reached a point where something had to, to change. What got all of this started is I had a really interesting chat just randomly got a message from an old high school girlfriend so this is my best friend from when I was like 15 reached out to me and said hey I just wanted to touch base with you and apologize for some of the things that happened when we were kids and I was like okay cool that's super random but okay and she went through all of the things that had been bothering her and I was like that's you know no need to apologize it's totally fine we were kids and she explained that she was on this sober journey she had gone through uh, the alcohol experiment 
and found complete pride and happiness and this new life. And I was like, oh, you know, I've been battling with this for ages. I've been through alcohol counselling twice. I've tried to moderate. I've done all these things. And you're telling me that you do this and then you're fine. And she's like, yeah. Like, but I won't be able to do all the things that I enjoy. I really can't imagine it. an alcohol-free life. I just can't. It's such a big part of my life. I can't even conceive of it not being there. And she's like, you can do all the things and you can do them and you can enjoy them more than what you do now. Mm. I'm like, yeah, righto. I've still got my post-it notes here from that conversation with all really? of the suggestions that she gave me of things to read and things to do that's when I sort of put my mind to yep right I'm going to do this alcohol experiment but as we all do we're like I'm going to start that soon and then had a massive blowout massive blowout and then was like all right okay well I have to stop right now and I'll start the program now so when you talk about you're saying you were getting really sick of yourself with your drinking what was happening were you like obviously you're binge drinking blackout drinking that kind of thing or yeah so I was very much binge drinking uh, on the weekend um I was on uh I mean I've been a binge drinker long-term long-term binge drinker since I was a teenager but things had gotten sort of worse incrementally I think since having my daughter who's five now gotten worse gotten worse gotten worse when once we went into lockdown my anxiety went like through the roof and I was put on an antidepressant just to help manage that that coupled with the drinking I was just getting totally smashed like really quickly like a full black hole no idea what I was doing and just and that was causing an awful like there'd been an awful lot of friction around my drinking with my husband for a long time but this was just escalating it like to the max and where I had uh, no idea what I've said to him just waking up and rolling over and being like oh my god I'm in you know Mm. in a separate bed what what have I done this time and just that cycle of full-on socializing and and then the regret and the remorse and then the apologizing and then the fighting and then the back to normal there was just this this total cycle yeah that was just yeah, I, until you step away from it, you don't really realise how much it's impacting your whole life, but it, it was. And, I, you know, I was. this wasn't impacting my work or I was still a fully functioning human being and no one really ever pulled me up on my drinking apart from my husband, which is probably fed into me thinking that I didn't really have an issue and that, you know, I was a bit in denial about how bad my behaviour was. I can so relate, and I'm sure everyone listening as well can relate to that feeling of, oh, fuck, what have I done? I just, that is one thing, and that's one thing that spurred me on in my sober journey is never wanting to go back to that, like Mm. never, never, never going back to that because it's so it's so demoral it's just it gets you on every level doesn't it just yeah okay and also we is that a like a a weekly occurrence daily occurrence oh probably weekly fortnightly like you know if I had a really bad if we something really bad happened I'd rein it in and not drink so much for the next couple of weeks but I was I was I was never like a daily drinker like I wouldn't Mm. drink uh, on a weeknight so much I think I think maybe once we went into lockdown it would be like, you know, four o'clock beers, but not excessive. Yeah. It was really just that Saturday afternoon sitting around drinking or, you know, going out for dinner with my girlfriends or um, one of my big things was traveling. So going away for work um, or going to Melbourne to do things with my girlfriends and just 
being like, I'm in the city and mm. just going so hard at it and him not knowing where I was or what was going on or like knowing how blind I was but not being able to contact me and, you know, that was just one of the major, major issues, I think. It was mm. very traumatic for him, I think. Friends weren't pulling you up on it at all or? No, not not really. And well, I had, you know, a couple of situations where I've been away with girlfriends and, you know, they've had to pull me, you know, carry me home and make sure that I've got okay, home okay and mm-hmm. kind of given that indication of, you know, oh, man, you you know, you went a bit far last night, but never to the extent where it's like you, you, you've got a problem. You need to cut down. What do you, what you're doing isn't normal. Mm. Um, and look, and I don't begrudge anyone for that. I think a lot of people feel like you've got to work, you know, your shit out for yourself. Mm. Um, but it, it just really meant that when my husband was really focusing on, you know, you've got to change this. You got to fix this it meant to me he was being controlling and I was uh, doing what was normal and socially acceptable yes yes that's a big mm. one isn't it mm. that's something we've actually never talked about on this podcast but it's so true because it in a way it's like this rebellious streak I guess where you're thinking mm-hmm. well, fuck you I'm yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna do what you're telling me <laughs> yeah stop being so controlling or whatever you know mm-hmm. I imagine that would happen Yep. A lot. Yeah. And then you're thinking, you're thinking to yourself, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. His number one thing is you say you're fine. You're not fine. I'm fine. Mm -mm. Mm, Absolutely. And look, and he's not a picture perfect princess. Like he, he drinks, he still drinks now, but he sort of knows when to stop and never kind of goes over the, over the line, you know? Mm. So that last big blowout that you had, so you've woken up the next morning and just thought. Mm. Yeah, so we had friends here for the weekend and I'd taken the day off work on the Friday and gone out for a, a long lunch. And knowing that I would be stopping soon, I think I went hard, hard. I mean, I'm a liquid pig as <laughs> it is and I drink so quickly. I mean, I've got three drinks on the go here right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, had the long lunch, got more wine on the way home because we knew we were having friends and, you know, by six o'clock in the evening I was pretty much gone and then woke up being like, oh, God, what have I done? And, you know, just then to hear the stories from our friends that were staying with us of the stupid things that I was doing, like stealing wine out of their glasses and switching people's glasses around and being really grouchy and, like, even to to them they were like, oh, even we've never seen the side of you. This is, you know, maybe is a better point. Uh, um yep so right the stopping is now from now um wow yeah so that's when I yeah the next night we went out for dinner and I drank a lot of soda water and then started the alcohol experiment on the Monday I think wow so that alcohol experiment is that the Annie Grace Mm -hmm. book right yep yep so there's the free sort of online 30-day course that you can follow along Mm-hmm. You do like a daily activity and it's all around just your mindset coaching and learning about what's going on in your body and your head and um, that just, in, in the end, I just say to people like I felt brainwashed by it, like I felt like I've drunk the Kool-Aid and I'm on the other side now, you know, like yeah. you, I learned so much from that. 
that's just stuck with me and a, a switch just flipped and I don't really ever think about having a drink now. Wow, that's so awesome. I'll put links to that in the show notes mm. as well. Um, you're the first person I've had on that's done that, so that's really cool. Oh, it's good to have a different wow. Yeah, it's great to have a different perspective and a different thing that people can look at to, yeah. you know, it's maybe an option. Um, I did read her book, which I loved. I read that, you know, when I first quit, I think, and it was really good, mm. really helpful. So what was one of the main takeaways you found from that course? Uh, my, the one thing that I held on to the whole time and I still reflect on it is that you need to learn to love yourself mm. enough so that you don't have to drink. Yes, yeah. It's that that and that building of the, the self-confidence and the self-worth and trusting that, that you are good enough without it. Mm. That really hit hit home for me because I think a lot of, you know, my drinking wasn't I wasn't really very often sat at home drinking by myself. It was drinking work things, drinking socializing, all of those things. It was it was drinking to be a better version of myself is what I thought and be confident in situations where maybe I wasn't so confident. But what I learned from doing that course is that alcohol is actually taking away all of those things from you. It's, it's, it's making you believe that when really you have, you do have the confidence to do all those things yourself because you are good enough. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mm. getting to a point too, where you can love yourself enough and it, that's a slow, that's a bit of a journey in itself. It's really hard for people to love themselves. We're so conditioned to not, mm. and we're conditioned from, I guess, years of drinking and um, social stigma that it's a bit of a wank to love yourself. And but really, that's the the essence of like that's where true healing starts, I think. Mm. And yeah, when you love yourself enough, you're not so likely to abandon yourself by just getting yourself smashed and not thinking about what you're putting in your body. And yeah, even this morning I was walking along the beach and I was, I've been going through parts of my body and just as I'm walking and I'm, I send love like to my legs and, you know, love, I put on a bit of weight in this last few weeks, just we've been traveling and eating shitty food. And, you know, rather than get too down on myself, I just think, no, you know, it's okay. And I I love this body. It's strong. It's, it's carrying me through this life and um, I'll just fill it with good stuff now. But you Mm. know what I mean? It's like, just, yeah, just going through and looking at yourself and just thinking you're, you're beautiful. You're okay. You're safe here. And that is, you know, well, you're, well, you are, you're safe now with me because I'm not going to fuck you up. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to wreck you anymore. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I and I had been doing that. Like I'd been to, to, you know, emergency that many times, you know, broken arms, you know, split yeah. knees. And after all of, every time I'd been to hospital, you know, and had the remorse and, oh, you know, I'll fix it, I'll cut back, it, you know, it never lasts. Yeah. It goes out the window really quick. I know, doesn't it? It's just yep. such, you know, it's so sneaky the way it just will creep back in. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. It's just incredible. So, and did you, so say you've, you've done the one month, that course, hmm. did you have a daily practice that you then went on with afterwards? Or? Um, not so much. I more immersed myself in, in, in books. Um, so just reading like how I quit like a woman, I think was, really good have you read that one no no uh that's holly oh Whitaker. 
Yeah, Holly Whitaker's book. Yeah, I have heard about it. Yes. Yeah, it was amazing. So read that. I had an app, which was my, you know, tracking timing app that also had like an interactive component to it. So there was a community of people at the same place as you within that app that you oh, could, wow. you know, talk to. That was um, I Am Sober. So I oh, found I that. Yep, that's yep. cool. I found put, that really, really helpful. Yep. I'll put links to this in the um, show notes as well. So the mm. I Am Sober app. Mm the Holly Whitaker book and of course yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah, I just great. joined I was in you know Facebook groups and and following Instagram accounts and just engaging in the sober community in that way and found it so supportive and so inclusive and so uplifting and that was that's what got me through I think the first kind of three months or thereabouts I had some big tests in the in the early early days I think um when I was about one month in, my husband had to go and have surgery down in Geelong when it was a quite a big surgery. So I went, was down there with him in a hotel room by myself for two nights. And, you know, what I would normally do compared to what I did then is it was, it, I had to kind of sit on my hands a little bit through that or eat my way through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got advice from my girlfriend who said, you know, it's going to test you, but you just eat like you're a teenager and you don't worry about it. Just do, just do that. And yeah. Let that be your treat for the weekend. Yeah. Okay, right, I can do this. Yeah, good on you. Mm, yeah, so then then I joined into the alcohol experiment as a mentor after a little while and I found giving back to people was also really helpful. I was able to create a couple of uh, support groups of people who were doing in earlier stages than me and just to be able to, like not from a, in a, any way professional, but just speaking as to my personal experience, um, just communicate and and be able to help them through that time as well was helpful for me as well yeah that's amazing it's mm. so that's so cool and how's life changed for you now like how are you feeling generally day to day like a whole new person mm. <laughs> I have just I feel like I've just taken life by the horns and I'm just you know going for it so there's just I can fit so much more in to my day I feel physically so much better um I mean I was always you know because I was in denial I was always up up early doing all the things anyway you know doing my exercise I was up cleaning up you know I'm not hungover it's fine I'm doing all the things but now I'm Mm. (laughs) like I've relaxed into my life a bit more and I'm um being so much more kind to myself in that way so I'm have so much more energy I think the biggest and most important shift for me has been my relationship with my daughter because I'm just so much more engaged with her and more present and you can just feel it like between the two of us that you can feel how much more connected we are now and it's that's just amazing to me like what what I whatever I was doing to her even though I didn't really think about it at the time was you know that's just it's just awful how um, old is she how old is she's she? five she's just started school mm, gorgeous. yeah 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 and she's a she's amazing and just so just to be able to be so much more present for her and just not you know not silly mummy anymore or whatever yeah is that's that's amazing and so it's just yeah it's just given me so much more energy in life and so much more confidence and you know you walk down the street I mean we live in a very small town and everyone sort of knows what's going you know people who know me know what I'm doing and people just tell me that I'm sparkling now because it's Mm. you know you 
you're just so much more in yourself. If, yeah. if, do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, God, like you yes. embody yourself a hundred percent. Absolutely. Because you're there all the time and because you have to deal with the shit too. Like it's not just all sunshines and rainbows. It's, it's now when terrible things are happening in your life or difficult things, you have to learn to deal with them. And that's really hard and you have to find new ways of coping. And, but I think it all makes you a better person and a stronger person and a more switched on person. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. totally. Well, I would say to anyone, just immerse yourself in it. Like mm. if you're not really engaged in the process of your sobriety, it's really hard to make a, a change. Like if you just sit there with your hands on your ass thinking, okay, something's going to change. Nothing changes because we mm. keep, you know, we think the same thoughts every day and we have therefore think have the same emotions and then the same behaviors happen each day. So unless we could start changing the thoughts by doing doing things differently then the change could happen but if we're just sitting there not you know just waiting for a change to happen it doesn't happen so I think what you've done is really immerse yourself completely in it and that's how change happens and Mm. that's how you end up sparkling Mm. (laughs) I wish I had known this you know 10 years ago (laughs) I know everyone says that but you've got to go you've got to go through it don't you yeah you do you You absolutely have to so tell us a bit about what you're up to okay so well late last year once I kind of got past the stage of you know getting through the things and starting to socialize again I I'm a very very social person I go out a lot I do all the things Mm -hmm. and I was going out and starting to get frustrated with the alcohol-free options that were around and I started buying a lot of stuff to try at home. I think when you first stop drinking, you don't really realise that there's this whole world of non-alcoholic drinks that are really nice. <laughs> and, they're, yeah. you know, they're grown-up drinks and they are on par with what, you're, what you would normally enjoy. And so I started, you know, I was on a mesh to find the best non-alcoholic red wine and I was buying so much and keeping a log in my phone. I was keeping photos of everything and this one's good and don't buy that one again. And a girlfriend said to me, um, you should be like using this and, you know, set up an Instagram account. So she set me up an Instagram account. She said, you need to be sharing this. Okay, righto. Yep. So (laughs) that's when I started um, my Instagram account, Dry But Wet. And that was initially just literally um, all about trying different products, reviewing them and just giving my perspective on, on things. But that's kind of grown quite organically, quite quickly. I was following Sarah... Connolly, who's the sober sommelier, and she uh, quite often was banging on about taking wine out with you to dinner. So if you're going out, contact the the venue beforehand, say, have you guys got any non-alcoholic options? What are your non-alcoholic options? Oh, soda water, right. Would it be okay if I BYO a bottle of alcohol-free wine? So, right, got, I got onto that and I've started banging that drum and uh, that's something that I do now every time I go anywhere. I plan ahead and I ask and I push and push and push. And I reckon just as a general experience, both here and in Melbourne, I've had about a 50% success rate. Some people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, sure, no worries, whatever. Some places just won't won't budge on it at all. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's that's a really cool thing to do. And now I hadn't even thought about this until I had Greg, the booze-free dad. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He said the same thing. So he calls ahead mm. to a venue where he's going to see what alcohol-free options they had. And I thought, what a brilliant bloody idea. I'd never even thought of that. That's awesome. That's great. So then he can be really prepared. Yeah, it helps. It And th- this is one of the things that helps you. I think if you are in a situation where you know what you're going to be faced with, it, it helps. Mm, absolutely. So from from there, so I've started banging on about that as well and still reviewing the drinks. And that's sort of then developed further. I've now, now have a website where I house all of this stuff and, you know, blog posts that sort of talk about my sober thoughts and funny things that pop up along the way that people can relate to. And I've also teamed up with Sarah, who is based in Queensland, and we are working on a bit of a, a package. So we've got a petition going at the moment to show support for non-ALK options in hospitality venues across Australia. So, you know, if you want to be able to go out and order a glass of wine, that's that's our goal, is for you to be able to do that, for, you, for us to not have to order, ring ahead and ask to BYO. We want it to become the norm to have these quality products, these non-alcoholic products on menus in our, in, in hospitality venues. So we're, we're putting together the petition. We're collecting numbers at the moment. I think at the moment we're, we're nearly at 800. How many do you want to get? One million. No, um, (laughs) as many as humanly possible. I think the more we can get the, the stronger our case is because so often we just get told there's no demand and there is demand. Oh, absolutely. How do we, how do the listeners and how do I sign up on this petition? Uh, so you can head to my Instagram page, Dry But Wet. Yep. And I've got a link to the petition in my bio there. Okay. I'm just looking at it now. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. I'll do that. And then hopefully the listeners, I'd really encourage you to jump on and do that as well. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's so, it's so important. I think it, it really can hurt people, especially when they're in early stages of sobriety, to turn up to an event or something like that and have literally no options. Yeah. And be tempted. Like it can be it can be tempting. You know, how easy would it be to just quickly get a glass of bubbles? Yeah, that's right. And it's always that that's the problem if if people think, oh, I'll just have one just to fit in or I'm feeling this pressure, mm. whatever, then if they don't have that, you know, if they've got another option, then they'll mm. feel that pressure is taken away. As I said to you, I was just down at the Y River Hotel last week. Uh, we took my dad down there for lunch and I was stoked because they had some alcohol-free beers, which I, I'm not so into, but Ash, my husband, is. Mm. So, And I had a, a taste. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a, I can't remember what it was, but it was really nice. Yeah. But I, I said, and I said, congratulations! It's great that you have some alcohol-free options. They had two, 
it was really nice. But they didn't have wine, and I thought no. that would be nice for people to have wine. I'm not – I don't really go for their non-alcohol-free wines. I'm worried it would trigger me a bit. But I do love yeah, right. the Monday Distillery, the gin and tonics and yeah. – those things that really I wasn't really a big G&T drinker before so I don't have that connection yeah but one thing Ash my husband was saying so I was asking him about it the other night because I posted on Instagram we went to a friend's and they'd bought a slab of alcohol-free beer the heaps normal which was yum mm-hmm. it's so um, good it's a really nice one I got a heap of messages from people straight away saying oh what do you, you know everyone always asks anytime I post about alcohol-free beers or wines a lot of people I get mixed reactions from people mm. and some people feel that it triggers them but one thing ash was saying is he is he's able to differentiate between the two so he's like i like beer i like the taste of beer i don't like alcohol so mm. he knows he doesn't go into it thinking oh i'm having a, a beer as like a he's not thinking that he's going to get a buzz from it or anything he knows full mm. well he's not going to get a buzz it's just the taste of the beer there's absolutely yeah. no alcohol and he's good yeah he's he's he can have a couple never feels like he wants to drink six like he would have used to it's like two no yeah. yeah 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 but, and i think yeah and it, it can be triggering for some people and i think it's it's important for people to be aware of that like some of the the wines especially the sparklings are like you you couldn't tell the difference taste wise so yeah people do need to be aware that that can be quite triggering but for me it's just to be able to go and sit and have dinner with my girlfriends and them all enjoy bubbles and me enjoy bubbles it's just it just makes you feel so much more included and part of what's going on absolutely Mm. and it's great if it doesn't trigger you I think Mm. absolutely like absolutely go for it and there's other things as well so it's not like there's other grown-up drinks you can get which aren't necessarily a beer or a wine or a yeah like I love the etch sparkling they do beautiful beautiful drinks that feel you know a little bit fancy also the month the Monday distilleries Osun sparkling I've just Mm -hmm. got a big delivery of their rose water which I love (laughs) I'm so obsessed with that drink and I buy it by the box and um I just love it. It looks yeah. so beautiful. It looks so pretty in a crystal glass. That's sort of yes. light pink and it just makes you feel a little bit special. Yeah, and, and it's nice to be able to put that in a nice glass and enjoy it, you absolutely. know, feel a little bit fancy still. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like why should we miss out just because we're not, yes. not boozing? So Yes. And I love that you can yeah, you can still have your nice little drink and you're not being a dickhead. Mm. <laughs> more, most importantly. How's that also, I'd like to say, that, there's that new alcohol-free bar opening in Melbourne in yes, May. That's very exciting. How awesome is that? I'll have to get those guys on the podcast as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's I think it's fantastic. And I I guess the more that people want this kind of thing, the more that things like that will open. Mm, and mm. yeah, yeah. It has been interesting seeing the public reaction to that announcement because it got such a big amount of press and just watching, you know, the naysayers on on social media they're totally coming from a place where I would have been a, a year ago, like, oh, you know, <laughs> why would you bother? And th- there's just such a disconnect. Yeah, yeah. But mm. I think people get more and more open to it. Look, even um, people in my family as well that normally drink a lot, they're open to trying these other drinks now as well. So because not everyone, I think they know that once it tastes good, mm. and you know, like especially day, like the day drinking, because that is what used to smash me was day drinking. So if we went out for lunch and started on a bowl of wine, just like you, like mm. on the way home, I oh, will get a couple more. And then before you know, it, it's eight o'clock, you passed out and you've yeah. made it most likely managed to give yourself but that's a great option too for day you know the day 
the day drinking instead of day drinking. You can mm. you know, go out for lunch with people and just yeah. have a couple of alcohol-free ones. And yeah, yeah. it's great. I love it. Um, it. It's interesting that you say that about family because I had my little sister ring me this week. She's she drink drank drinks like I drank. She she's also a binge drinker. And she rang me to say, oh, I just went to my bottle shop and um, the, the, the little tiny local bottle shop and the guy's like, oh, Sarah, I haven't seen you for so long. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's been cutting down heaps as well. And mm. that's just, it's awesome. It's so, you know, warms my heart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I just wish more of our local little places like we've got a little general store up from us which sells alcohol and I keep saying to them all the time why don't you get some like Monday distilleries in or some etch sparkling like get something different in mm. like the, mm. there's options like people want it and they just say the same oh there's no demand for it like, yeah which is garbage yes it's garbage so I've just had our IG our IGA have started stocking um, some of the plus or minus wine and they can't keep it in like really? it's, it's just yep yeah. <gasps> Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So I went in. I went in and checked with them this week. I was like, "When are you going to have more bubbles?" Firstly, and how's it going? And he's like, "It's going amazing. Like so well." Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's so. Great. Which is yeah, and that's you know that's someone who I'd I'd like to get a case study off to package up with this petition to yeah. to to show that the, there is the the demand is real. Like if you put things on a wine list, people will buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And there is a, there is quite a few restaurants now that are having alcohol-free pairings as well, mm. which is really nice. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. So, okay, so I've just signed up to that petition. Lovely. Thank you. And everyone else needs to too and yes. tell a friend. Yeah. Can I – I wonder if I should put that on my link tree as well. That would well, be amazing. I'll, yeah, I'll do that as well. So it'll be on – I'll send – can you send me the link and then I'll – Yes. Like, fantastic. The more mm. – the more people that can sign up. Let's get it to a million, I say. Yeah, let's aim high. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's so great. And thank you for doing that. Like, it's great that there's people like you and Sarah out there doing it to, you know, make it easier for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so thank you. Part of it's purely selfish, but we're just got thinking really big, you know. <laughs> like yeah. I've conquered I've conquered most of Port Ferry. Now I need to move on and and hit up the rest of the world <laughs> fantastic yeah absolutely is the festival still going down there uh so this year we had a reduced program they were yep. they, they were going to do nothing but then I think once the restrictions got to a place where they were safe they had a couple of gigs um in the Reardon but yeah next year's planned they've already uh, done the first release of tickets so ah cool it'd be really great to have a big alcohol-free tent there because you know how they've got the the big booze the tent bar mm-hmm yeah either an alcohol free tent or just some inclusion yeah yes yeah yep. that'd be awesome uh, yep. same goes like with music uh obviously with with what ash does and being in the music industry mm. it would be great to have more music venues as well having more options yes absolutely well. so that's something and music festivals yeah I mean, there's so much scope for it yeah there is there is and yeah that like the demand is there it's absolutely even if it's not just you know 100 percent sober people i've spoken to there's a really great pub on the outskirts of melbourne the victoria hotel that i've discovered and they have a couple of different beers and some non they've got a good a good little wine list and they're, they're saying that like they it's going so well and it's not just sober people it's 
you know, people who have come in and have a few heavies and then they're, all oh, right, I've had enough now. I'm going to switch to the heaps normal. Yeah. People who are driving, it's people who are yeah. pregnant, it's people who are on antibiotics. It's, yeah. it's on any given day, there's so many people who don't want to drink alcohol, Absolutely. but they still want to go out and enjoy themselves. You know what we need? You need like an app where you can put in, okay, where's an alcohol-free restaurant or not alcohol-free, but places that sell alcohol-free options would be great. So my next, <laughs> the other thing I'm working on is oh, on yes. my <laughs> on my website, Dry But Wet, in the next month I'm going to launch, well, it's not an app, but it will be a place where people can submit venues so they can say, you know, such and such pub and whatever, and they offer a couple of beers and wine and I'm going to have a database, a database and a map. Oh my God, it's brilliant. Yes. So that I'm, um, yeah, going to launch that in the next month. Oh, that is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Because if I knew, like say we're in Byron, if I could, if I could punch into something, okay, where can I go for dinner? If I'm going to take people out for dinner, say, yeah, where can I take some people there? There's going to be some alcohol free options. Mm. It's not just soda water or friggin sprite mm. that's fantastic i think that's brilliant so it'll need it'll need it'll need input it'll need input from you know my audience but um it'll only continue to grow i think absolutely so yeah. when will that be up well i'm having a launch event at the end of may so it'll be yeah by the end of may awesome okay mm. that's great that's fantastic well keep us posted on anything and come back onto the podcast and keep us you know, in the loop of what you're doing because I think yeah. it's really needed in this space and mm. fantastic. Yeah, well done. Thank you. And well done on your sober journey. I just think it's fantastic. And Thank you. I'm so energised by it. Yeah, yeah, it is really energising. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. funny, I was, before I, um, I was listening to a few of your historical podcasts in the, when I was going to work yesterday and I think I listened to your first one with Ash and you guys were talking about how, you know, you were binges and now you're like binging on Wellness. life and, yeah. you know, binging on everything else, you know, yeah, and it just you put all that energy that you were putting into finding another glass into your life and it's amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. You just can't even, you just can't even put it into words until you're in it and experiencing mm. it. But doing it from a place of that you're giving yourself something. Not that you're missing out on something. You're not missing out on yeah. anything. You're giving not missing yourself out on anything. something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it makes all the difference. If you can make that mental shift in your mind mm. and then really, like I said, like really immerse yourself in your journey, it mm. makes all the difference. Just like what you've done. Like you've yeah. just gone for it yeah. and not sat there. Even like when you said that time in the hotel room, you know, it was hard, but you got through mm. it and you mm. ate the chips and you did whatever you had to do and you got through mm. it. Yeah. And you feel so great, don't you? When you get through a little, a time that's a little bit testing, if you actually do it and get through it, it's, you feel so great about yourself. And then yeah. it's like your confidence builds that little bit more. And then you think, yeah. okay, I'm going to be okay next time. Yeah. Um, it just kind of adds to your toolbox really, doesn't it? Like absolutely. You're, you're ticking things off and you, yep, I can do that. And I can do that. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to ask is what is your main key that you'd say to someone if they were going to a social event mm. and they were worried about it? So they had something coming up, say in two weeks, a cousin's wedding. What would you say is the best way to deal with that? Well, what? Yeah, I would make sure that there's something for me to drink there. I don't think I, I don't think I could 
well, I could, but I wouldn't be 100% comfortable going into something like that if if I was just going to have to drink soda water all night. So I think I think if you can if you can in any way, shape, or form find something that is going to make you a bit more comfortable, do that. Whether or not that's having an alcohol-free wine with you, or um, I actually this is going to sound ridiculous, but to, went to <laughs> had to go to a party at a pub recently where they have nothing like no like literally water I took a flask of tea with me oh yeah why not because then I was comfortable and I was warm and and I was happy I guess it's about being kind of comfortable or trying to be comfortable in what you're what you're doing so if you're getting strange questions from people you kind of just got to be prepared I think not not get caught out and then end up being more emotional about the situation that you're in if you if you're sort of prepared and confident in what you're going to say to people and but more often than not people are totally interested in it and want to talk to you about it if anything uh, that's what I've found I haven't really had anyone challenge me or push me on it at all which has helped I think uh, people are genuinely interested in, and can relate to what you're doing they're like oh well actually I've been thinking about cutting back a little bit myself Absolutely. This is Mm. one thing I've found as well. I mean, you do get a little resistance. I got a little bit of resistance at first, but mostly, especially if I'm going somewhere new where I don't know a lot of people and I'm like, oh, I don't drink. Most people are really interested. Yeah. You start, yeah, people are wondering and they're curious. So, Mm. and it makes you feel like you, you know. It actually props you up a bit. It does. Yeah, Yeah. it really, really does. Yeah. But I, I really do feel that most people, yeah, really are kind of curious themselves some people don't even know particularly if you do take your own alcohol free option some people mm. don't even realize anyway yeah 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 that's so, exactly right whatever makes it easier yeah absolutely mm. yep do what it, i say to people life you have to do whatever you have to do yeah but, yeah but just get through it and you just feel so good the and that day. just makes yeah and and every time you do one of those it gets better and it gets easier it does, doesn't it? Do you think yeah. about it much now? Do you feel triggered? You're I actually up- had a I had an experience this week that caught me by surprise. I wrote a little blog about it. I was at I work at a university and there was graduation ceremonies on this week and I was just stuck my head in to see what was happening and there was a it was just during my lunch break, there was a table full of it was full bar service. And it, it was just a context that was jarring and everyone was walking around with a glass of champagne and I just had this feeling of like I could almost see myself walking up and grabbing a glass and having a drink. Mm. And it was a physical feeling and reaction and it was so strong and I was quite like taken aback by that. Yeah. yeah. So that was really the first time I've – and it was because I wasn't mentally prepared, I think. It was yep. just a – it was surprise wine <laughs> and yep. it was – like whoa and it's such a situation where normally that's something that I would have done it was like a, a reflex so yeah that that was the first thing that's really I felt triggered by that I would describe as triggered yeah. um, I think going into Melbourne the first time I was very nervous because that was a, obviously a really big thing for me I was it was only for like 10 seconds and then I was once I was in I was in and it was all good at that last thing that you were at where you just got triggered recently Mm. what did you do what was the mental process you went through to get you through it well I was just so surprised by it I was like oh right okay well no you've sat having lunch and you can't go over and have a wine and you don't drink wine and maybe they should have alcohol free options here (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
that's but you just hit the nail on the head too it's the awareness like you had the awareness yeah. you weren't reacting to it you no. you saw it as a kind of separate thing oh that's interesting yeah. this is really important for everyone listening like this is this mm. is key i think where if you right if you're just reacting to your world all the time and you, you might react i feel like a drink oh, boom that's it and you like you said, it's a reflex but yeah when you get some more awareness with your thoughts Mm. Uh, you, you could sort of see it and it go, oh, okay, right, that's that's what's happening. Oh, you've just given me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's true. You know, that's, yeah. that's thing. I think part of the, it's not just self love; it's it's awareness, conscious awareness. And, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, thinking about what's going on. Uh, funny, Ash as well had something recently. Michael Gudinski's funeral in mm. Melbourne, and he's been sober three and a half years. And strong as like never, never wavering. And he just said, took him by surprise. Just yep. everyone was walking around with uh, espresso martinis, and that Ash used to love those. Oh. <laughs> and he said, there's waiters walking around with with trays of them, and lots of people there. Obviously, lots of musicians, and and he felt a bit. But he went and asked for an alcohol free beer. He just yeah. said that was the most triggered he's ever felt, and it, yeah. it was quite strong. And he got mm. taken by surprise as well. Mm. Just, out of nowhere because he wasn't prepared, I guess, because he didn't think it would be an issue. Anyway, thankfully they had some alcohol-free beers and he said he just necked them. He drowned out that yeah, with lots of liquid. Gulp, 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 and took a few deep breaths and then just he got over it eventually. And then yeah. he said he went out with – he bought this new van and went out and had a sleep. Because <laughs> oh. he felt a little – you know, he felt drained. And I guess also too not drinking, you know, being at that funeral and Yeah, it would have been a lot. The emotions and then the triggering and he just went and had a snooze and felt all right afterwards but yeah. it was interesting actually i'll get him back on this on the podcast again to talk about that because yeah it was quite interesting mm. interesting that you can be anywhere in your sober journey and still get a little trigger and it's a good little reminder sometimes too that like hey you still got to be on guard you still got to yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah, awesome. Amy, thank you so much. And I just love what you're doing. And thank you again for what you're doing. And not only just for being on this podcast, I think it's great. So please send through any information that you've got. Yeah, well. If people would like to sign up onto your onto the petition, they'll yeah. just go, your Instagram is dry underscore but underscore wet. Yeah. Dry but wet. And they can sign up. And if you can send me the link, I'll chuck it in my um, amazing thank you bio as well for on mine so yeah um keep us posted on what you're doing too yeah i'll let you know when we take over the world yay <laughs> <laughs> let's get a million i want to get a million let's yes get... love it <laughs> awesome thanks cool. thank you danny bye bye you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.